One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Namesh, thanks so much for coming on to the Mr. Beacon podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a real pleasure because you have more experience in the art and the science of creating successful mobile apps than anyone I've ever ever come across. And you started before uh, the app stores, the Apple app stores, uh, and the Android app stores. And there's a general conception that Apple and Google started this thing, but we know that's not true. And there were app stores that were driving billions of dollars of revenue payouts to, to developers. Um, one of the most successful ones, uh, because they had like 60 carriers, including Verizon, was, um, was the Brew App Store. And you were the CEO of Ambience. That's correct. And so we're going to talk about Venue Ties, because you're the CTO of Venue Ties. And, and, and the, the core subject I want to get to is about this art and science of creating apps that embrace both the physical and the digital world. So let's talk about what Venutize does. Let's talk about what your customers are doing with your product. But also I'd like to just talk about what it takes to be successful creating these apps because of this deep knowledge that you've had. Let's start off with you explaining what who Venutize are and what you do. So Venutize's mission is um, how to make people's experience in spaces easier, more personal, and more pleasurable. That sounds good. Yes. Um, and how do you do that? Uh, we have a platform, um, and our vision is to be premier platform uh, to utilize in uh, applications, especially mobile applications. This is a mobile-first uh, platform uh, so that that platform can drive more engagement, better experiences, and more personalized experiences for users in spaces. So in the Beacon Technologies book, we describe this as the orchestration layer because um, you're taking lots of different inputs and you're trying to make sure that the outputs are relevant to the the, the person, how, how does what you do differ from the other kind of content management, campaign management, middleware platforms out there? So what you're talking about is the, who it is that we are targeting, mm -hmm. uh, where they are, and uh, what 
time it is or what date and time it is. Um, so typically, uh, you know, other platforms or other technologies are focused on experiences as people are walking into or walking out of certain areas, uh, targeting people because they are in certain areas with one-time engagement. Mm -hmm. uh, the experience is not just one-time engagement. We feel experience is a holistic uh, experience, uh, is a holistic uh, way of looking at an application and what the application does. So application can have utilities, it can have content, uh, and it can have engagement uh, as well. Mm -hmm. You know, as, as you walk in, you might get a notification, for example, in, in an arena. What we are trying to do is to take this entire end-to-end -end application and make that personalized, make that focused on who, where, and when. Mm -hmm. um, so every component of utilities that you might want to use in an, in, in an arena, for example, uh, any type of content that could be targeted to a certain area itself, uh, and any type of engagement that can be done, all are driven through this platform uh, using what, you know, who, where, and uh, when. Um, I want to say one more thing that we are kind of extending that to what and why, and that's sort of the key thing that we are working towards. Um, and that's one of the differentiation for our platform where we are taking this platform, and the way it's built is very conducive to taking it to what and why. Mm -hmm. The third differentiation for us is that um, there are a lot of technologies out there. Uh, we have a platform which has its own unique IP that's driving the platform. However, a large part of our experiences, engagements, and utilities come from third-party solutions. So we believe in bringing the best of the breed under our platform. So it's a platform which is built to integrate with those best-of-breed companies. And what give some examples of the kind of platforms you'd integrate with? If you look at a large part of our customer base is uh, sports arenas or entertainment arenas. Um, Ticketmaster is one of our close partners, and we integrate Ticketmaster uh, SDK into our platform. But it's not just integrating the SDK. We also sort of do it in a way where it's at the right place and it's sort of in the flow of the customer experience. Mm -hmm. We also work closely with uh, Ticketmaster to do more innovations, uh, being one of the premier uh, partners with uh, Ticketmaster. So, so first of all, I can see amassing a bunch of integrations with companies like Ticketmaster would give you an advantage for any venue. But how would you use that integration? Are you like upselling better tickets or, what, what's, what, or just selling tickets? Part of our um, another IP that we have. Um, another module that is in our platform is mobile wallet. Mm -hmm. So we believe that commerce is one of the key for any experiences. And commerce by commerce and by wallet, I do not mean just simply paying in-app purchases for in-app purchases by a credit card. Mm -hmm. um, it could be much more than that. So for example, if you are a season ticket holder, uh, you might get a 10% discount and at the you know, uh, at any other vendor within the arena or a stadium. Mm -hmm. um, because we are integrated with Ticketmaster, as an example, uh, we can use our mobile wallet to provide that 10% discount knowing that you are a season ticket member. Right. So the platform does not simply provide a module or an experience or a utility by itself. Mm -hmm. 
our platform truly uh, puts everything together as a user, you know, how a user flow would be as you're walking into a venue, out of a venue, within the venue. And by venue, I don't mean just a stadium. It could be an entertainment district. Uh, one of our customers is um, District Detroit. Uh, very excited about it because District Detroit is a key feature of Detroit that's making a comeback for Detroit. Mm -hmm. um, this is a 50-block area, which is uh, sort of an entertainment district with restaurants, uh, certainly new arenas like Little Caesars Arena, uh, but also um, older theaters like Fox Theater. So um, what the, the reason why this is a district and this is an entertainment district coming together is because the owners of that district want customers to come and have interesting new experiences across the district. Mm. How do you tie them together? So that's what our platform philosophy is also, that you don't simply have Ticketmaster by itself, you don't have Wallet by itself, but you're tying all these things together as to how people would use different types of things within the district, within the arena, within the stadium. So you can actually be part of that ingredient that brings a downtown experience to life. And I know that there's a lot of um, cities, towns, um, malls that are trying to figure out how to stay relevant in the world of Amazon. You must have a lot of people that are coming to you um, with that challenge. Um, so you talked about what and why as being kind of the new things that you're trying to get to. What, what, what does what and why mean? Sure. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> you know, as, as we are uh, putting these apps out, as our platform is, um, has these modules, including in engagements and interaction using beacons, uh, there's a lot of data that comes into the platform. Uh, there's a lot of data about each individual um, who might be doing different things. So... What is more about, uh, you know, what is the person doing that tells us something about the person? Mm -hmm. um, so that's so if I'm dwelling in a certain area, maybe you can infer something about my interest. Right. So, uh, you know, just going back to the example of an arena, you're walking in, you're a season ticket holder. I know you're a season ticket holder because of your tickets. Uh, when you go in, if you purchase a very specific thing from a specific vendor within the arena or stadium, uh, and you do that, again and again, I know that there's a little bit of a pattern of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, also, what areas are being used within the stadium? What are people using mostly? That's important knowledge for the stadium owners or the district owners where people are uh, spending time. Um, so there's a lot of what that's happening, which is more historical. Mm -hmm. That ties into sort of a harder question, which is why. Uh, and why could be sort of simply Things like, you know, I'm interested in Padres in, in San Diego, and that's why I go to, you know, uh, at least 20 games per year, mm -hmm. as an example. So that gives me a sort of a little bit of insight of why I go to the, the arena. However, um, you know, there are, as an individual, as, as people, we do a lot of things in our life which may not be seemingly related, mm -hmm. but could be tied together. Um, and those, I would say, that uh, would be more like goals. Um, so a sort of a traditional artificial intelligence, which is what we are now looking uh, forward to, uh, you know, tries to define what is your goal mm -hmm. 
Uh, and based on those goals, then you can be provided the right engagement and again, you know, whatever uh, feedback that you need. Mm -hmm. So those goals uh, are some things that can be derived from, again, these patterns of what. Uh, can be derived from learning. Uh, so the sort of where we are working towards is using machine learning uh, and traditional AI to figure out goals of people and then based on those goals, we can give the right engagement. So what are some examples of goals that you might want to uh, understand? Is, is it like if I'm pausing in front of a bunch of restaurants, are you then going to infer that my goal is to have a meal or is it something higher up, Maslow's hierarchy of needs that you're inferring? Yeah, it's, I think it's not that sort of straightforward that if you're dwelling, you know, yeah. in fact, that could be the first learning experience for the engine saying that, okay, you know, I know that you're dwelling yeah. in front of this um, Thai restaurant all the time, so maybe you like that Thai restaurant. Yeah. But it's possible that you might be dwelling for something else in right. that area, yeah. right? So there's a lot of different data from different parts of what you're doing that can be collected. And as we are collecting more data, there's, uh, you know, we have to build some models around which we can learn more and more about the people. The interesting thing for a district especially is that, you know, we are not just talking about going to a game, mm -hmm. right? Having a ticket, you know, buying something in the arena and going to, going to the game. We're now talking about what you do before an event, what you do after an event within that district, what you do when there is no event in the district as well. So there's a lot more data points that give us more knowledge about who you are uh, than, you know, than just simply knowing that you're a season ticket holder. This is incredibly challenging what you're uh, striving towards. So I'd love to hear kind of how far you've got in this quest. But one of the challenges that occurs to me is just a business one, which is you've got all these different businesses that you're serving. You've got the, the stadium business and then you've got these restaurants. They're owned by completely different companies. How, how do you um, offer what those different companies need? How, how do you bring them together so that it's cohesive and effective? So there is natural cohesiveness that is coming together in these entertainment districts. And that's why we think that those are really great customers for us um, because um, they, the districts are coming together, although they are different businesses could be tied by certain things. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, one of our customers is um, this region in Buffalo. Um, there are uh, you know, multiple stadiums within this region uh, where Buffalo Bills play, where Sabres play. Uh, and then there are, of course, hotels and restaurants. Um, the ownership of these main venues, um, they, uh, they have launched a program called My One Buffalo. So it's a loyalty program which ties these different things together. So that's one way of kind of looking at uh, something like a district where there could be a loyalty program uh, or there could be sort of, uh, you know, different businesses coming together uh, in terms of commerce. They might be accepting same kind of, you know, cash cards, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, so those are the ways that, you know, these districts are important. The other thing is, of course, you know, uh, many of these districts are driven by, um, you know, certain owners. So they want these districts to be uh, popular. They want uh, a lot of people to come to the districts to have unique experiences. We sort of bring that digital part of that experience through our platform mm -hmm. and, this, and this districts to enable 
those businesses. Um, so we, um, the challenge, of course, is that there is a lot of the businesses, but there are certain things that can tie these businesses together, especially on the commerce side and perhaps on the experience side, especially when ownership or uh, unique, you know, when, when ownership within the district. So one of the other challenges that occurs to me is if you're really getting into this friction-free enhanced experience, that implies point-of-sale integrations. Are you having to deal with integrating with multiple point-of-sales? Because that's really hard. It is hard. Um, and we do do a lot of uh, point-of-sale integrations. Uh, we also constantly strive for new types of technologies which could potentially, uh, you know, uh, potentially help in that area. Mm -hmm. uh, so one interesting technology that we used in a mall that we did, uh, this is a West Edmonton Mall uh, in Canada, one of the largest malls in North America. Um, so we our, their app is built on our platform. We, we built their, their app. And uh, there's a, a company called Ziploop, uh, which uh, has a unique way of scanning receipts and being able to tie that to any action. No matter where you're purchasing, you're making the purchases. So in West Edmonton Mall, the rewards, for example, are tied to scanning your receipts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so there's a ways of bringing commerce together. That's one example, uh, without having to just do POS integ integrations. Right. But we see this as a big sort of area. The mobile wallet as a, a module for us is very important, uh, and we think of it as an Uber wallet. So you can potentially use this to, like I said, you know, get a discount uh, as a season ticket holder. Uh, you can use it for credit cards. You can even use Apple Wallet within this wallet. I was going to ask you, aren't you yeah. competing with them? But it sounds like you're integrating. We are. In fact, we are integrating with a lot of different uh, sort of unique wallets which are coming up in the market uh, because we want the user to have a choice of doing anything that they want to in the district but tied to a lot of things that are within, sort of important within the district. So this gives us a way of tying that 10% discount that I talked about to any one of these wallets, because we are then providing that transaction via our platform through that wallet. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So if I'm a restaurant owner in this district, do I get my own dashboard to see what's been going on in the app? And you can. So we are a multi-tenant platform. Okay. Uh, and our tools are also multi-tenant. So based on you know, what, how the participation are, is, if there are multiple businesses participating within uh, an app, mm -hmm. absolutely, we can provide a dashboard which is customized based on 
um, you know, what is needed for that particular business. And given the name of this podcast, I've got to ask you about the technologies that you're using. This is right in this area that we love, which is digital and physical coming together. A lot of what you've described, I keep on thinking about what Amazon does um, in terms of understanding people's intent and trying to make the process friction-free and so forth. Um, and so that uses one set of technologies. What are, what are the technologies that you use? You've mentioned beacons. Any other how do you use beacons and what other technologies do you use that are relevant? So, uh, as you know, beacons are mostly used for either uh, sort of a virtual fence, like a geofence, um, and also used for uh, location. Mm -hmm. So we use both. Um, so we use beacons um, in uh, for engagement purposes. So basically knowing if someone has entered an area versus an exited an area. So it could be, of course, a geofence based on GPS. It could be a virtual fence based on beacons or a set of beacons and places. Um, and then we use beacons also for uh, triangulating or we have other methodologies of figuring out the position uh, within a venue. We are working with uh, also uh, companies like Apple and using also whatever Apple is providing. Uh, you know, to get a better sense of location as well. So again, we, we try to kind of leverage the best of the technologies to bring you know, these, uh, these type of uh, functionalities in our platform. So beacons are used uh, you know, mainly for those two purposes. But the difference that, you know, and, and we, have, we are using, of course, Wi-Fi signals and other signals as well uh, for similar type of things. Um, the main difference, like I said, in our platform is that uh, entire application that's built on a platform, every part of that application um, you know, is configured and can be changed according to where you are. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we give, in fact, that as a tool, our content management system uh, is not simply you know, content that people can consume, but also the entire application. So does the Venutize app and actually, it's not the Venue Ties app, is it? It's the, it's the name, the Venue, exactly. right. Yeah. Um, does that have to be in the foreground to do things, or can you actually have someone install the app and still get value out of the, f the fact that there's this app installed that's yep. seeing the beacons? Absolutely. So um, the app works, uh, the, the, uh, the proximity technology certainly works uh, in the background. So even when... Um, the app is closed, uh, or app is in the background. Um, the uh, our system, our engine, can give notifications to the users, which brings them back into the app, uh, which gives them the engagement that they need. Just a, a few basic questions: How many people work for Venutize? Where Where are you based? Headquarters of Venutize are based in Tampa. Uh, we have teams uh, in San Diego, where a small team uh, you know, works with me. Uh, and there is also teams which are distributed in Seattle, in Portland, and in DC. We also have a couple of offshore teams, one in Poland and one in India. Wow. That's, you're all over the place. <laughs> you you uh, um, have a lot of venues. And, and Portland Trailblazers, one of your customers, aren't they? We are, uh, they are, sorry. Yeah. They are one of our customers, correct. Very cool. Um, and it seems like Venutize has been quite strategic in snapping up other companies to build this organization. Maybe that's 
part of the reason why you are in so many places, because you've done that. Your company, Ambience, is one of them, and it's obvious to me why they would have wanted you as part of the organization. Uh, can you talk about any other acquisitions that have been made? Sure. And um, you know, part of the um, strategy is to grow by acquisition, uh, especially in areas of technology uh, and some of the key areas that we want to grow in. So one of the acquisitions that we did earlier this, uh, this year was a company called Prepared Response, PRI, uh, because part of what we think uh, in venue, especially in the area of utility and engagement, is going beyond sort of uh, entertainment experience, but going to um, security and safety. Uh, we feel that this is a pretty large area of growth for us. Uh, prepared Response uh, had um, products in the area of safety and security, uh, focused mainly on uh, schooling system, uh, but uh, the same uh, product uh, is certainly applicable to any venue. Uh, this is for um, preparing for an event, uh, adverse event. It's also responding to the um, event in real time. So there's uh, parts of that product which are now incorporated into our platform where any venue um, owner can um, use this platform for in internal preparedness uh, for the teams which are response teams for any adverse events. And so you would know where the staff are in the venue, for instance? And in real time, be able to get knowledge of where the staff is, be able to provide them com right communication uh, within the staff members to the right team, which is responsible for a specific response but also be able to uh, take this to the consumer, which is what we brought sort of from our platform. Um, so it's uh, not just an enterprise product anymore, it's also a consumer product. So I can see why that prepared response element adds significant value to what you're doing. So we've talked about what the company does, what some of the customers are doing with your platform. Um, I'd be interested in just wrapping up with a few thoughts from you on how this space is evolving and, and also we should talk about what traction you're getting as, as well. So um, how are things going? Because it's, uh, what you're doing is very ambitious and um, uh, can you give us some info about what the adoption's been like of the platform by venues and, and also what you're seeing in terms of people using the app? Because it's one thing having a great app, it's another thing getting people to use the great app. Sure. So I can't give you specific numbers, but um, in general, um, the adoption has been very good. Um, what's interesting is that, especially in sports, sports venues, the trend is to move more and more things to digital. <clears throat> We've seen that in tickets. We have some new customers that are coming up, which uh, in the customers uh, they don't want end users to even use paper tickets at all. So everything is done through mostly mobile phone or, you know, through web. And it's a great way of forcing people to use the app, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's also sort of, um, you know, taking that chance that uh, people are going to uh, get used to this type of, you know, interaction and engagement. Mm -hmm. And results have been really, really good, uh, especially, uh, you know, going back to mobile wallet. We've seen, um, you know, in one specific uh, uh, sports arena, you know, every year that uh, this wallet has been out, 
um, there's more and more transactions coming through the mobile wallet, uh, which they did not also anticipate as much traction as uh, they have gotten. Um, and it's not just the season ticket holders or you know people who have discounts. It's also people who just simply want to go and purchase. I think part of that is also just you know in general society uh, and the engagement in society is changing. We see much more um, you know people being much more comfortable using uh, wallets on their phone to purchase food and beverage and merchandise, and that sort of trend is carrying over to uh, you know these spaces, these uh, venues, and other smart spaces. So can you give us some examples of who's done a great job of getting people to use the app? It sounds like one way you can get people to use the app is by basically having the medium to get into the venue is in, in the app. Um, uh, what, what are the other best practices that people should be looking at to, to get app usage? Part of it depends on especially for sports, uh, depends on you know, your own following and how many people are really yeah. interested. Um, you know, Dolphins is a great example of a brand that's a worldwide brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when Dolphins may not have marketed the app too much, there's a large adoption of the app. Um, but certainly, um, uh, so just as an example, Dolphins are trying to sort of get more and more people engaged in the app through other means also, not just simply through these utilities, but also through content, mm-hmm. uh, unique content. Mm-hmm. So this year, uh, the new Dolphins app has uh, channels which are unique content produced by Dolphins, which is you know being provided to the fans uh, by using the app. And there's all kinds of content coming, as you know, there's you know not just uh, live video, there's live 360 video, there's AR content, which should be you know uh, a way of engaging with users. So those are the type of things that um, bring you know more and more people also into the app usage, not simply you know the utilities like tickets and and uh, wallet. Um, one uh, place where there's a lot of marketing that's being done and it's been successful is uh, District Detroit, um, where you know truly the the marketing team has done a great job in getting people to know, for example, that you can use that app for parking. And we saw an increase of, you know, again, parking uh, purchases through the app, uh, you know, as the app launched and, you know, continued to, to grow. Uh, because on, you know, game day, it's kind of easy, or event day, it's easy to find which is the parking that's actually going to be open and what are the rates and things like that. So those type of things are automatically bringing a lot of users um, through the utilities. But like I said, the content makes a lot of difference. Certainly marketing does as well, and uh, incentives um, such as discounts and you know, for, for first-time users, um, those type of things certainly make sense as well. But having something that's useful, that gives users an advantage, I think is, it's key, isn't it? Because we all love to tell our friends about how we're so smart and we got this edge because we're using this app, and then people are marketing the app for you. So if there's real utility there, it seems like that. Yeah, and I think part of it is ease of use. Yeah. If you have a district where you need to open just one app, where you can attend any event in any of the arenas or you know venues, uh, you can use one wallet, right? you can do any purchases, you gain points, so you get more, you know, something back from the entire district, not just from one place. 
you know, that makes sort of uh, life more easier for people. Um, you know, they get to know more things about the uh, district, but the main thing is the ease of use. Um, uh, and some things also, uh, you know, you may not know that there are discounted parking available on an event day at this particular space. You may not know that. Um, so being part of that sort of uh, app and uh, you know app community, you get to know a you know, lot more, and you know that brings more engagement as well. So uh, you can do a lot to make this technologically possible, but it seems like you also need participation by the vendors, the venue, the ven- venue association. How do you get them to do that? How do you get them to engage? Yeah. <laughs> Not easy for certain parts. Um, I think the good thing is that a lot of venue owners, especially entertainment venue owners, um, have started to realize that one event or one type of event is not enough for users to come to that venue. Users are truly looking for experiences. Even in the mall, you know, users are looking for experiences. Uh, because now you can purchase anything that you want, you know, digitally and from anywhere. Um, so, you know, how do you bring more people to the venue? Part of, and, and that's not the only sort of uh, answer, but part of the answer certainly is, you know, how do you uh, enhance their experiences? How do you make it easier for user to come? And how do you make it more personalized? And those are the three things that we are, you know, are, uh, that's that's our mission uh, in many days. So you've been creating mobile apps longer than almost anyone I know. Um, what's changed from the early days of Java and Brew apps to what we're doing now? And what are some of the lessons that you've learned on the way? Uh, certainly, it's much easier to build an app today than it was in Brew days. Mm-hmm. Brew days were great for us because we were focused on that specific uh, technology to be able to build apps and monetize them. So one sort of hard part today is to monetize, which was much easier in earlier days, the brew days, because of the way the app store was structured and the the way business was structured. Um, So it's much easier to launch an app, much easier to build an app today, much harder to bring up a model which will actually make money for you or for others. Um, And I think where you know we think the success is going to come, not just from us but from other players, is to be able to make uh, certain types of monetizable um, you know features and and modules available to all developers. Uh, I think that's sort of an interesting and important thing to look at uh, in future. Um, so that and that's where we think that that things are going to go. All right. Namesh, this has been fascinating. Thanks so much for coming along. Thank you so much, Steve. One of my favorite questions that we have on this show is, what are the three songs that you would take to Mars? And that's a very hard question, I think. It's probably the hardest question (laughs) for anyone. Um, I thought about that, that uh, one would be... Probably uh, Kiss by Prince because I just love the beat and I love that song for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and second is uh, I love Led Zeppelin, so one of the songs that 
I really like this. Thank you, my Led Zeppelin. And I really like it because um, uh, I also think that's the song I would take because that's the song's lyrics I wrote on my wedding card. Really? So as, nice. Yeah. Where did you get married? In Maui, Hawaii. It's <laughs> nice. very nice. Led Zeppelin is incredible. If I um, my family aspires to musical things and. Um, uh, so we go to the music shops and uh, like Guitar Center, they have vinyl. They're selling vinyl is back. Right. It never went away, but right. it's back. Right. And it's bigger than it has been for a few years. And yeah. they always have like all the Led Zepp oh, yeah. in vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually started listening to it yeah. in my vinyl collection at home. Okay, so that's two. What's the third one? Third is hard because uh, I listen to a lot of Hindi music. So one of the uh, Hindi songs and I... There's no name for it because Hindi songs usually come from Bollywood movies. Okay. So it's an old song, which is, the lyrics are something like, um, I see the essence in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a pretty cool song and beautiful lyrics. So I, okay. I take that song. And um, what's the name of the movie that it's from? Amar Prem, I think. What does that mean? Uh, Eternal Love. Oh. And does it have like big dance sequences? No, no, it's a, it's a very slow song. It's a slow oh. sort of, uh, more like a poem almost. Oh. So it's not a normal Bollywood song. Well, I love the range. That's great. Thank you very much. Sure. deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.